you're almost famous. You just might find yourself live on air on WATD. Hour two of Almost Famous begins now. Welcome to the tiny stage hour of Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England, brought to you each week by Tiny and Sons Glass. My name is John Shea. We are continuing to social distance on the tiny stage tonight, trying something new. We're, we're Zooming with singer-songwriter Mark Arelli this evening. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing great. How about you, John? I am fantastic. Welcome to the show. Thank you for, for making this work. Ah, I didn't have to do anything but go down in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm kind of in a closet here, so it all kind of uh, works out. Perfect. How are you doing through this whole uh, social distancing corona madness? Uh, well, I mean, other than uh, a lot of uh, what I would normally be doing right now, which is touring and, and playing uh, shows, uh, it's, it's fine. Everyone's healthy, which is good. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a hit uh, otherwise with, uh, you know, prof professional prospects. I understand. Um, so for those who might not be familiar with you, Mark, give us an introduction. Well, I, um, I live uh, in Melrose, Massachusetts, just north of Boston. I've been a uh, professional singer-songwriter now for, I guess, 20, 21 years. I um, started out on a little label out in Western Massachusetts, Signature Sounds, and uh, for about as long as I was on Signature, I've been putting out records on my own and uh, just put out my newest uh, record called Blindsided uh, last week. That is excellent. Now, is this album 10 for you? This, well, I mean, it really depends on how you count. <laughs> if you count just by, like, purely solo records that have just my name on them, this is my 12th record. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And we're going to be uh, doing something a little bit different tonight. Instead of having you play live in studio, we'll uh, be uh, spinning some tracks off the album. Sounds perfect. Unless you want to play live, it's totally up to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 my guitar is upstairs now, so ah, I'm, okay. we're socially separated. <laughs> that sounds good, yes. Uh, so let's start off with a song, and then we'll chat some more. What do you uh, want to kick off with tonight? Let's start off with the, um, with the, the first song on the record and the title track, Blindsided. All right. Mark Arelli on 95.9 WATD.
Pirelli on 95.9 WATD. Joining us via Zoom tonight here on the Tiny Stage, talking about his new album, Blindsided. When did this officially drop, Mark? Uh, March 27th. Awesome. Uh, whenever, whenever that was. It's hard, yes. to, hard to even <laughs> I know, remember hard to what day it is. So um, how, how did that become the title track? Well, um, you know, it's funny. I didn't have a title track when I went in to, to make the record. Sometimes I do have like a, a pretty accurate working title very early on. This time I did not. And uh, once I had the record done and kind of stood back and, and looked at the whole group of songs from afar, this one certainly seemed to have the, the most of the kind of sonic touchstones that were uh, explored elsewhere on the record where, you know, it's kind of like a a big kind of rocking chorus and uh, some uh, strings. And, and so it had sonically, it, it kind of represented the record well. And then, uh, you know, the, a lot of the songs on the record are kind of uh, explorations of those, uh, you know, kind of questions that keep you up at night when the, uh, when the headlights are sweeping across the bedroom ceiling and you're looking at, looking at the headlights instead of, uh, you know, sleeping uh, just kind of worrying about life. So there's there's a you know a lot of uh, a lot of questions on this record, and uh, you know the answers were kind of unexpected at sometimes, uh, or you know if I even got answers at all. So you know the blindsided was was particularly apt uh, for this group of songs, and it's kind of fitting for for the the current times that we're living in too. This this whole virus kind of blindsided us. Yeah, I, I can't claim any uh, any prescience on that, but uh, you know, at first uh, it it seemed like it might be a little bit uh, of a non sequitur, but then when when this whole situation happened, it it seemed kind of like almost almost too on point. <laughs> the songs that you wrote for this album were they written specifically for this album, or did they just kind of come naturally? And once you had enough, you just laid them all down. Uh, this record, I had probably more songs in advance of this record than I've had for any record uh, since maybe even my debut record. Um, they had just been piling up. And uh, so I could have probably made two or three or, or even more kind of different sorts of records choosing different songs, different combinations of songs. Um, but this one, uh, you know, this this is the one that seemed to make the most sense uh, for the musicians that we worked with, and uh, and my producer Zachariah Hickman. These were the songs that he really gravitated towards, and uh, and so I chose to trust his judgment on, on on what he wanted to to work on. When you first started recording music twenty something years ago, the term Americana really wasn't thrown around as much as it is today. How do you? Uh, how did you develop this the style of music that you you write? I mean, it's it really is in part a function of uh, you know it's like your diet, what you are, what you eat, you know, and you you the music you make is kind of also what you listen to. Um, I've all I've always gravitated towards I guess what you could now consider Americana artists and singer songwriters and musicians. Um, so you know, it just—it's it, kind of—it's kind of a, an instance of of of, either the I guess the world catching up with my particular taste now that there's a word for it. You know, it's it's certainly, before this I would have just said ah, it's it's all folk music. You know, but now Americana seems to seems to be catching on. So I'm I'm happy to use that that word if it if it helps people kind of, figure out what what to expect. Yes. 
And how do you think your writing has has evolved over the last 20 or so years? Well, it's I, I hope it's better, for one. Um, and the other thing, the biggest change, I think, is kind of BC um, versus AC. And, and that dividing line for me is, is the birth of, of children and becoming a father. So, you know, before before children and after children, for me, the songs are very different. Um, and I, I'm, I'm proud of everything I've done and I stand by it all. And it's, it's uh, you know, the early stuff especially is a, is a very accurate and honest picture of uh, the person I was and what was on my mind and in my heart at that time. But parenthood really changes you. And um, I think the songs that, are, that have come along in the last 12 years or so are, are, are markedly different and the stakes are a lot higher. You know, when there's there's people in your life depending on you like that. So I think um, I think it's just been a process of, of feeling like it's, you know, playing playing more for keeps with the songs. And I understand, too, that you've been uh, homeschooling for the uh, past couple of uh, weeks or so. How's that going? Oh, good God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, my parents, I come from teachers. Both my parents were teachers. If I wasn't doing this, uh, if I wasn't doing music, I probably would be a teacher myself. Um, that said, I, I did choose to do music as opposed to teaching for a reason. <laughs> so it's, I'm a little reluctant to kind of be dragged back into teaching, but you know, uh, desperate times call for desperate measures. So they can't be on the video games for 24 seven. So it's, it's mainly up to me, uh, since my wife works in healthcare to, uh, provide some kind of educational structure to the day. So we're, yes. we're making it work. How's she doing by the way? Every, everybody's staying safe. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's up and down as as far as the stress and uh, the concern for one's safety, um, but uh, yeah, so you know today it's good. Other days it's it's a little a little rough and uh, it's frustrating to see you know kind of the lack of leadership from the top all the way down. But um, she's hanging in there. That's good. We're, we're sending good thoughts your way. Thank you. Let's do another song, Mark. What do you want to play next? Let's move on to um, the second track of the record. We won't do them all in order, but these two work well together back to back. This is called Can't Stand Myself. All right. And you've got Mark Arelli right here on 95.9 WATD.
WATD, the second track off of his new record, Blindsided. Can't Stand Myself. He is Zooming with us tonight. That's a great tune. Love that one. Thanks. Yeah, it's got kind of a um, kind of a Bo Diddley uh, rhythm to it, which is was something I had never done before. And uh, the drummer on the sessions, uh, Jamie Dick, had uh, suggested that groove, and that was not the way the song was was written. It was a little more straight ahead and uh, a little less interesting, frankly, before he suggested that groove. But as soon as we we launched into that, I was like, yeah, this is this is where it's at. One of the things that I love, because I've seen some some recording sessions happen in real time, is that when a musician comes in with a song written one way, as soon as they start working with musicians um, in the studio, it kind of tra- it can sometimes transform and become something totally different. Is that something that that happens to you a lot with with your your music? Absolutely. I mean, uh, even just having a suspicion of of you know, a particular combination of musicians that being appropriate for bringing to life, you know, kind of what your vision, general vision of the song is. And then seeing that happen there, there's even just a lot of excitement and things going sort of as planned. But yeah, as you, as you mentioned, when things evolve and kind of uh, go sideways, but in a very interesting and creative and and fruitful way, uh, that's, that's really the the joy and the and the excitement of getting together with musicians and recording live at the same time versus you know everybody kind of doing their parts in isolation, which we may have to do for a little bit <laughs> here on out. I don't know. We'll see how this thing affects recording uh, practices. Speaking of which, one thing that I've noticed one one of the the more positive um, side effects to this uh, social isolation thing is that I've been reading on, on Facebook and, and Twitter that people are discovering new music and new ways to listen to music. Uh, well before this, vinyl sales have been increasing and uh, people have been listening to more music on, on Spotify, streaming music. And they're listening to music, I think, more in the order that the album presents itself. And you mentioned that um, the first two songs, Blindsided and I uh, Can't Stand Myself, flow into each other. Did you place the tracks on this album in a certain order? I did, yeah. Um, there's no, uh, it's not really like a, a, a lyrical, a thematic kind of uh, criteria. It was more just kind of musical flow and the dynamic, the overall dynamics of how I wanted to, like I would pace a live set of these songs. And uh, sometimes sequencing a record's really tough, but this one actually came together pretty pretty quickly. And, and um, I, I very uh, bravely kind of wrote to the, people helping me put together and I was like this is the sequence unless anyone can can knock it off <laughs> and nobody ever did <laughs> that's fantastic and we're chatting with Mark Arelli here on the tiny stage um, talk about your writing style when you're when you're writing music what what usually comes first lyrics or the uh, the music um, there's really no there's really no rules or uh, kind of formula to it if if there was i would just be putting those ingredients together and mixing them up all the time uh in order to make it happen i I wish i could make it happen but it really is it really does kind of um it, it it has its own logic and its own its own kind of momentum and uh i think the best the best analogy uh i guess would be fishing uh even though i'm not a fisherman um but you know, as as I understand fishing, you, 
fish just don't generally jump out of the the water into the boat. <laughs> I guess that's maybe happened a couple times. Um, but you know, you have to go out on the water and you have to put your your line line down into the depths and you have to you have to put in the time and and uh, see what happens. And to me, that's kind of how writing is. You know, you just have to sit there in front of the page. Very rarely do I write something when I'm not trying to write something, but it, you know, something will occasionally jump into the boat uh, or give me a little nibble, and uh, and I have to follow it then. But yeah, there's there's just no rules. Sometimes the music comes first. Sometimes there's no music for months, uh, and there's and there's lyrics that are sitting there waiting for a melody. So it really, it really, there's no rhyme or reason to it. I've heard more often than not from musicians that their best songs took the least amount of time to write. Do you find that to be true for what you're doing? Um, no, not necessarily. Uh, yeah, I think it's nice. I think there's a relief when something comes kind of fully formed because you start to, you start to realize that, okay, maybe I won't have to agonize over this thing for weeks or months, you know? Uh, to me, as I go along... In, in my career, there's definitely more editing now than there used to be. And uh, maybe that's because when I'm, when you're younger, like everything's a discovery. So every time you're writing a song, you're really, uh, you're writing more frequently too. There's more free time and it's, the song comes along and, and it's great. You know, you're, you, you just go write another one and, and maybe you don't hang with them as long as you should. And there's definitely times when I, I think I look back on songs of mine and go, gosh, I wish I had just taken that whole third verse and just deleted it, you know? So now um, I'm a lot more ruthless about the editing of my songs. And so even something that comes very quick, uh, I will go back, you know, several times at, at different lengths of times after I wrote it, just looking at it again and making making sure that, you know, do I really need all those words? Do I really need all those those sections of the songs and you have to be very kind of fearless about just just crossing out the stuff that you might like and and you know just kind of make your peace with it and, and think well maybe i'll use it in, in another song later down the line but it doesn't belong here unless you're dylan writing a 17 minute song about the kennedy assassination yeah <laughs> yeah i mean he kind of he kind of works under his own his own rules i guess we're chatting with Mark Arelli here on WATD. We're up against our first break of the night, but we have more tracks from Mark Arelli's new album, Blindsided, coming your way next right here on 95.9 WATD. We're your radio station, the South Shores 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. Don't forget, you can find our podcast available at almostfamousradio.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio. My name is John Shea, tonight being joined via Zoom on the tiny stage by Mark Arelli. How you doing? I'm doing great. So uh, for those who maybe uh, missed the first part of the show, introduce yourself again. Uh, well, my name is Mark Arelli. I'm a singer-songwriter and uh multi-instrumentalist and producer and i uh, just put out my uh, 12th solo record uh, called blindsided uh, last week excellent and share with us your website and any social media links 
Yeah, my website's just marcarelli.com, M-A-R-K-E-R-E-L-L-I. And uh, all the, uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and all that stuff, it's just those websites slash Marcarelli. So especially right now during uh, this this outbreak of COVID-19 and uh, social distancing and uh, venues being shut down, it's uh, more important than ever to actually buy music. So I'm going to ask where the album can be purchased. Well, you can certainly get it from my website, um, which is probably the, the the most advantage and advantageous way for me. People always ask me that, um, but you know, really, just as long as people are listening and uh, and ideally buying the record, it, it it doesn't really matter to me where they get it from, <laughs> as long as long as they're they're tuned in and listening and and, uh, and picking it up. I'm I'm grateful. Fantastic. And uh, are you uh, streaming any shows? Uh, yeah, I've I've kind of dipped my toe into this. Uh, it's it's a challenging thing, you know. It seemed like it was a artists are are creative, obviously types, and uh, and very resourceful uh, when you take their entire source of income away. So the streaming thing really really popped up pretty quickly. But it's it's a it's a bit of a learning curve to kind of make it look and sound uh, like something I would want to tune into, uh, you know. As as a listener myself, and I, I I feel like I'm dialing that in a little bit more, and uh, and I also feel like it's not something I I want to do uh, every night. It's uh, I have to kick the kids off the internet so that I can save my bandwidth, and <laughs> it's kind of like it's everyone in the house has to kind of you know take one for the team so Dad can live stream from his office. So it's it's a little bit disruptive, uh, to, to everyone's life here, but I'm, I'm happy to do it if it, uh, it it seems to help people. Um, and that's, that's something I can contribute and it's, it's relatively minor. So I'm doing one, um, this Thursday, uh, uh, April 9th, uh, uh, the signature sounds folks have, uh, a venue out in Western Mass called the Parlor Room, and uh, they're doing a, a home streaming thing called the Parlor Room Home Sessions. And uh, there's information about that on my website that uh, folks can tune in for free. And there's a there's a digital tip jar that they can uh, put money in if they're so moved. And uh, we appreciate that as well. Excellent. Let's do another track off the album, Mark. What do you want to play next? Let's play a song called Stranger's Eyes. This is kind of a, a blue-eyed soul sort of feel on this one. All right. Marcarelli, 95.9 WATD. I watch you go about your days And you roll in every haze It's like there's nothing wrong I'm worried about our prognosis You don't even notice We're barely holding on
Total Stranger's Eyes off of Marcarelli's latest album, Blindsided. And Mark is Zooming with us tonight, practicing safe social distancing here on the tiny stage. Someday soon, Mark, we'll get you in studio. How's everything going on your end? Uh, everything's good. Yeah, everything's good, man. I, I, I it's kind of nice. I feel like I have my little radio studio in my in my home. I could get used to this. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same way, in like a, a little closet. So it's yeah, it's 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 different. But I kind of like the uh, in radio. You don't get to see the people anyway, so it's kind of fun to be in different places. Yeah, I think this is how Terry Gross does all her interviews. I think I think, I, I think you're right. I heard an interview yeah. with her. So we're just like Terry Gross. Yes, exactly. NPR <laughs> at its finest. <laughs> so um, talk about that song. How did you write that one? Oh, that one uh, That one came probably out of um, this songwriting retreat that I do annually. A bunch of friends of mine uh, go up to this island up in Lake Winnipesaukee and... Um, we uh, have this amazing hookup up there, thanks to our friend Dinty Child from Session Americana, and we're able to go up there before the the summer season opens uh, up the island to uh, to campers, and uh, we can all go up and kind of socially I- isolate ourselves during the day and write songs on our own, and then we come together for a meal and uh, to share what we've written. And so I think Strangers Eyes uh, came about uh, up on the island, and. Uh, yeah, I think it was. It's one of those songs where I, I sang it for people, and it's it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty emotionally uh, vulnerable sort of sentiment in that song. And I remember singing it, and then for the next day or two after I had shared it with the, the crowd, you know, people would kind of pull me aside and be like, Is "Everything all right? Everything's cool, right?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, everything's fine. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's in the song, so I don't have to. You know, I'm not doomed to 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 live it and uh, and suffer the consequences. You can just put, you can write about it, and then you know, kind of leave it there." That's amazing. We had Identity Child in not that long ago, uh, just after his album The Lucky Ones came out, and he was talking oh, nice. about that, that 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 island retreat and how a lot of the songs off that album came from that that time at at, at Winnipesaukee. Absolutely, and we've we've written uh, a couple songs there, um, uh, more than a couple. Gosh, we've probably written eight or nine together, Dinty and I there, and uh, it's become a, a ritual that we have to we, we once once we get there, we say, okay, what's what's Dinty's and Mark's day? You know, let's come up and put a day on the calendar, and then we'll just write with each other that day. And uh, we always get you know really really wonderful stuff. Sometimes I record it, sometimes he records it. Speaking of Dinty, um, him aside, you've done quite a bit of collaborating with other artists. Talk about some of those other collaborations, if you would. I uh, mean, as far as like uh, in my career or, or songs on the record? Either one, whatever you're comfortable with. Sure. Well, I mean, th- this record has, um, I probably wrote half the songs by myself, but the other half are, uh, are, are collaborations. Um, some of them are stem from my time on, on that songwriting retreat on the on the island up in new hampshire whether that's uh, dinty child or uh dave godowski is another wonderful singer songwriter that we we co-wrote a song that ended up uh on the record uh, i also wrote a song with uh, my friend susan catania uh and that one was written several years ago and she actually put it on her i believe it's her most recent uh the double album record yes yep i'm drawing a blank on the, the title heart. yes that's it yes yeah, so uh, that's a song called "The River Always Wins," and sh- and uh, she recorded that. And uh, I played actually. I played in the band uh, 
when when she tracked that that song for her record and and i remember thinking god this sounds really good like i want to do this too <laughs> so we put it on my record and then uh, i also wrote a song with um, the great chuck prophet wonderful uh, kind of rock and roll singer songwriter based out in california that uh, i met at a folk festival and we kind of hit it off and i was passing through san francisco uh on tour and reached out to him and said you know do you ever co-write with people and, and he invited me to, to his office and we uh co-wrote a song called her town now together which uh, i'm really proud of so and actually that's one we've been playing quite a bit of on watd oh well there you go Love thank you too. so much sure kind of has that tom petty vibe to it absolutely yeah he um tom petty was a a real kind of uh guiding light for this record of course he he, he has no idea of that or, or maybe he does i don't know but um he was tom petty was a was a big a big artist for me the i realized this after he passed away um because when he was alive he just had been around in the in the background uh or the foreground of my musical kind of fandom just for my entire life i mean there were times when i was really into him and there was times uh you know, maybe like later on, like around the last DJ or something where I wasn't as tuned in as I had been in the past, but he was the only artist that I ever stayed on the whole ride for. Um, the first record I ever got was a Tom Petty uh, record with my own money uh, back in uh, 1983. And I remember playing it on my, my Fisher Price, like plastic record player. <laughs> and um, I followed him right up through, uh, you know, those newfangled things called cassettes and then on to CDs around the time of Wildflowers and then digital downloads and, and then eventually ended up back on, on vinyl with him. That was one of my first records, actually, was uh, Wildflower, uh, Wildflowers back in oh, there you 94, go. was it? 95, somewhere around there? Somewhere in there, yeah. And, um, yeah, so he was, he's just always, always been there and always been, you know, pretty relevant. And uh, when he passed away, I, that, I was really, I was really stricken by that. And, um, and in some ways, this record was kind of born that, that night because I remember being on social media and looking at the, uh, at the remembrances. And uh, there's another singer songwriter named Joe Pug, a colleague uh, of mine. And he said, you know, we should stop, you know, being sad on Twitter and we should go write songs for Tom. And so that night I did, and I wrote, I wrote a song called a, a little kindness. And, uh, you know, maybe if I, I might trace the beginning of this, of this project back to that, that particular song. Cause, uh, that was a, that was a real motivation behind that one. I know uh, you have another song planned, but um, could we play A Little Kindness next? Yeah, let's do that. All right. This is Marcarelli 95.9 WATD.
carry all I've known But I don't know how to pick up where you left off WATD. We're chatting tonight with Mark Arelli about his most recent album, Blindsided. Mark, when did that come out again? It was, it was just last week, wasn't it? Yeah, March 27th. March 27th. And where is that available? Uh, it's v- available anywhere you get uh, your music, really. Uh, I, I partnered with a distribution company for this one, a company called Soundly Music. So you can you can get it in the stores uh, when we're back in the stores uh, buying things again in record stores. And you can get it uh, on any of the major online retailers or you can get it directly from, from my website, com. Amazing. And I was reading online uh, that you received a master's degree in evolutionary biology. I did, yeah. How in did a you former go, lifetime? <laughs> how did you go from that to music? You know, so I mean, science and music—they're—they're um, they're really this. They're the same skills. Uh, you know, one might have a better four hundred one k or something, but uh, they really are the same same skills. There's, I think, when people kind of think of science and and art as uh, kind of incongruous or, or different they they're thinking of science as being very black and white and very cold and clinical and they're thinking of art as being kind of shades of gray and very touchy-feely and there's really aspects of each in in both um and there's there's been times when i've really been inspired as a scientist and and uh and had to be creative uh and observant and diligent to uh get you know what i needed to get done and uh as a songwriter there's there's times when um you know i have to experiment with sounds and approaches and and uh, and also that same creativity and and hard work and observation comes in handy when you're writing a song so for me they're really this I I don't find that much difference between the two of them. They're just, you know, the same tools to to try and make sense of of the same thing. Amazing. We've got a lot of musicians that listen to this show. Do you have any advice for aspiring songwriters? Anything you've learned along your journey? Well, I mean, I guess I would say uh, that if you're doing things for the right reasons, and, and by that I mean if you're if you're approaching the music with a pure heart and that you just, you just want to get lost in the music and um, make the best music you possibly can and and be the best, truest artist to yourself that you can be, um, you will eventually be successful at that. If, if you just keep at it and, and, and keep the faith, the, the catch is that you, it may take, a whole lot longer than you think <laughs> so you don't get to control the timeline and you also don't really get to control what it looks like but 
one day you'll kind of find yourself looking around you and being like, well, I've been a musician for 21 years. That's how I make my living. I, you know, I make a little bit more every year and uh, I'm making the music that I believe in and that I'm proud of. And uh, there's no shortage of work. And, you know, if that's not success, I, I don't know what is. So I think if you're doing it for the right reasons, you you will eventually find yourself um, successful. And it, if you're supposed to be doing it, it, it really won't matter how long it takes. If it if it feels like it's taking forever, and you have to and you have to kind of bow out and find something else to do, then you know maybe maybe it wasn't the right choice for you, which is fine, you know. Um, but yeah, that's what I would say to the younger version of myself, at the very least. Fantastic. Let's do another track off the album, Mark. What do you want to listen to next? Well, we've been, we've been talking about uh, all these co-writes and Dinty Childs come up a couple times. So let's um, let's do a song that I co-wrote with him. Let's do a song called The Western Veil. All right. Mark Arelli, 95.9 WATD.
are social distancing via Zoom tonight on the tiny stage on 95.9 WATD. My name is John Shea being joined by Mark Arelli. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. Fantastic. The new album, give us the details again. Uh, the new record's called Blindsided. It just came out on uh, March 27th, and uh, it's available anywhere you get your music. Fantastic. We are up against our final break of the night, but I think we have time for one more song. Does that work for you? Absolutely. All right, let's do that right after this. Here's a quick look at the forecast. The South Shores Radio Station, 95.9 WATD. And for the final time tonight on 95.9 WATD, I am John Shea being joined by Mark Arelli. Mark, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Excellent. And one last time, give us uh, your website, uh, social media information, and the uh, name of the new album. Yeah, okay. The website is just uh, markarelli.com. That's Mark with a K, and the last name is E-R-E-L-L-I. And uh, all the social media sites are just uh, those websites slash Mark Arelli. You can find me on uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, that's where I am online. Fantastic. And before we, we move on to the final song tonight, we've been talking about your, your collaborations. Not only uh, do you do a lot of co-writing, but I know a lot of artists have actually covered your songs on their albums. Talk about some of those, if you would. Yeah. Um, well, Red Molly, um, the band Red Molly has done uh, probably more than, than anyone. Um, I think they've done maybe three or four of my songs, uh, which is just amazing. Um I've had some songs, uh, well, I've written some songs with Ancha Duvacott that she's, uh, that she's cut. And, um, and then, uh, the, it started, I think with, um, uh, a record that Ellis Paul and Vance Gilbert did together. Um, gosh, it must've been, I don't even know when it came out, 2002 or three, maybe. Um, and, uh, they recorded my song called the only way, which was, um, which was a real, real honor at, 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 those guys are both, you know, they're friends and colleagues, but uh, they're a couple high school classes ahead of me. So it felt like uh, felt like one of the seniors, you know, noticing one of the freshmen. That was a, it was a real honor. Fantastic. And uh, before we officially wrap things up, I know you're, you're, you're planning a streaming show on Thursday night. Give us the details on that. Yeah, it's going to be uh, one of the parlor, uh, parlor Room Home Sessions, and uh, that'll be Thursday, April 9th at 8 p.m. And uh, you can find uh, the website and how to tune in, all that information uh, through my site. And um, there's no ticket uh, necessary, though there, there is a digital tip jar, and we certainly do appreciate that. I think one of the things that people might not realize is that aside from me losing a lot of my income, uh, the people that depend on me and make, you know, uh, commissions off of my work, like my manager and my booking agent, those, those folks are out of, uh, all their work too. So, um, I'm doing, doing these concerts, not just for myself, but to kind of help pull them through a little bit. So, um, you can tune into the parlor room home sessions on uh, Thursday, April 9th at 8 PM Eastern standard time and, uh, throw a little money in the tip jar and I will, uh, make sure it gets to the right people. Fantastic. We have time for one last song tonight, Mark. What are we closing out the night with? Let's finish up with another co-write I did with Denty Child called Rose Colored Rear View. All right, Mark, be safe. Good luck with the streaming show, and uh, we'll hopefully see you on the other side of all this. Oh, you will. Thanks so much, John. I all appreciate right. you having me. My pleasure. The new record is Blindsided. It's available now, Margarelli.com. Thank you again. Mike Joshua with Americana Rama just minutes away. 95.9 WATD. There was a time we all 
watch the same screen. Springsteen was mainstream. Everybody had a hungry heart. There was.